0: And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good Monday, Monday and
1: happy to noon. noon. Welcome to noon. Welcome to noon. Welcome to another great episode of Espresso. So. Okay. You guys, today is Monday, and if you have been joining us on these Monday, Monday's conversations, you may be asking yourself, wait, something looks different. You're not in the gym. So truthfully, we decided to bring back Mindset Monday. Basically, it's a whatever Wednesday on a Monday. And if you think about it,
0: every episode of Espresso is a whatever we want it to be because we're the ones that usually choose the topics based on the questions you guys ask and the most um, area of need that is expressed by the community.
1: Yep. Yep. So welcome. Welcome. And today we're going to be dropping some bombs. I honestly don't even know how this conversation is going to roll out, but we're just going to be... Our authentic Do so you ever or know? just going to roll with it. Do you ever know how conversations are going to roll out? No, but sometimes I have like like two or three bullet points. Today I have nothing. No bullet points. Nothing. <laughs> Except for the actual
0: inspiration of this episode or the name of the episode is your personal power and the overall encompassing topic that we want to talk about is in what way do people give up their personal power and how does that lead to a life that like so many things we want to change Mm -hmm. so consider your life right now when you wake up you what you do in the morning what you need to do uh, to get ready for work or your kids or school or you know what do you do in your house if if you're you know a stay at home mom or work from home or you know what are the duties and responsibilities and obligations and things that you have going on what do you do for fun who do you hang out with what is your life right now and when you look at that what are the things you want to change or improve or you just want to be different which would be to change you don't have to tell everybody in the comments but most of you came here because there was a change that you wanted to make. Some of you were invited, but if you don't want to be here, usually you don't want Espresso anyway. So most of you are here because you want to change something. You want to be better in one way or another. And for a lot of the viewers here, that is either like body transformation, strength, health, wellness, feel better about self or all of the above. So something we want to change. Now, I would say there's a good percentage of the population. I don't even want to say just the population. I want to say like mostly free countries. The countries that have choice, the countries that have, you know.
1: Democracy.
0: Yeah. Democracy. Like, and a good majority of those people are not happy or satisfied in their lives. No, not happy actually, and not satisfied are you are, are two different things. I don't think I'm ever satisfied, but that's not because I'm not grateful. That's because I always want to be able to do better. If I'm good at something, I want to be able to improve it. If I see that there's a gap or a hole or something I could be better at, I want to be better at it. I think that's most human beings. I
1: think the word that you were looking for is not necessarily happy or satisfied, but rather imprisoned.
0: Well, more people want to be happier than they are, but why?
1: Because as human beings, we were designed like over millions of years, right? Like to seek the danger, to seek the flaws and things. So it is in our DNA to look for, okay, like, how could this be better? What is wrong with this thing versus, you know, just being content with what is and maybe reaching for more. So now the first thing that we're going to look for is a flaw. That's just the reality of it. Unless we train ourselves to be content with what is, even if there is a flaw while reaching for something better. Now, because so many people are not aware of that, they just keep on digging themselves into a bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger hole. So like, let's take weight loss, for example, right? Let's say you have... 50 pounds to lose.
0: May we have a moment of silence for Boogie's emotional moment.
1: Boogie is seeking the flaw of what happens when mamas are not in front of him. So let's go back to the story. Let's say you want to lose 50 pounds. Now, let's say. You have already dropped your first five pounds, but you've got 50 to go. So there's two ways that you can look at it. You can either focus your attention on, okay, I'm five pounds ahead and this is how much I have to go. Or you can be so, what's the word, distraught with how much further you have to go that you end up doing nothing about it.
0: Like overwhelmed, I would say. Overwhelm. Usually when we don't take action, it's because there's an overwhelm. Yeah. I don't, I'm so far away that like, how do I even start?
1: Yeah. So, you know, going back to happiness and satisfaction, like creating happiness means choosing happiness means that it requires constant awareness and deliberate effort because the reality is, is that we're never going to be where we want to be. But if we can't appreciate where we are in this very, very moment, we're never going to appreciate where we'll be once we arrive there. Wow.
0: We might not ever be where we want to be. Say it again. We might not ever be where we want to be, but we need to appreciate where we are, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's, there's, um, the idea has been, put out there too, in society, like you are enough. And it's true, but I think that people take that also as a justification to not be better. Mm. You are enough is to love yourself as you are in your current state, right? Which is a task in itself If there's a lot of improvements that you want to make, but rather than using that as a justification or a, okay, I can just live here and because truly, I don't think you can ever fully love yourself where you're at. If you aren't trying to improve, if you aren't trying to be better, because every single person knows their potential is greater than where it's at. And when you don't reach for it, you're disservicing yourself consciously or subconsciously. Everybody knows that. So if you're not making an effort to be better in any way at your job, as a parent, as a leader, with your health and fitness, if you're not making an effort to be better, you're getting worse. And either consciously, if if it's conscious, then good for you, or subconsciously, you will have a hard time being happy and truly loving where you're currently at because you know that you're settling for mediocrity. And that settling is like a, I know I could do more and I'm just not. So, you know, every human being is like, I don't think anybody will ever be satisfied. We can be pleased with something we've achieved, accomplished, you know, a place that we've gotten to in our lives, a milestone, something. But there's always more. When you're a kid, five bucks is a lot of money. Ah, five bucks. But when you see five bucks enough, Five dollars is not a lot of money anymore. Now it's ten dollars. Ooh, I got a ten dollar bill. When you're a kid, right? You're like ten dollar, and then your grandma gives you twenty, and you're like, no way! And then all of a sudden, twenty is not very much money, and then a hundred is not very much money, and then five hundred is not very much money. And it's like, you know, to what to whatever degree, it's like a certain level of fitness. You're like, yeah, but then once you can bench press that weight, or squat that weight, or run that mile in that amount of time effortlessly, it's no longer You're no longer as proud of yourself for that because you know, you can do more because it doesn't take as much effort to achieve the same thing. We're always, always striving. The other part of this title where it says your personal power and then, and then the the little thing and the next thing, I don't know, description, whatever it's called says, what did it say? The one, the, the, I don't even know what I wrote, but basically like The way, the easiest way that your personal power gets taken away from you or you give up is by thinking that you don't have any. Come on. Is by thinking that your life is just given to you as it is and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I was driving down the road and I got a flat tire. Oh, nothing I can do about it. Sure. Call AAA. Sure. Grab the spare out of the back. Like, you know, like there's certain things that we can't control. And it's very cliche but it's the truth and, and you've probably heard a million times you can't control what happens to you but you can control
1: two things you can always control and that's your attitude and your level of action
0: your attitude your response you can't control everything that happens to you but you can control the way you respond to it and it is true but i'm going to talk for a second about victim mentality because it is a mentality that You either know you have or you don't know you have, but most likely you don't know you have, because if you know you have it, then you want to change it. But if you do, it is handcuffs, handcuffs that you have the key to. And in fact, you only have the handcuffs around one wrist and you can use the key with the other hand to take it off. Victim, to be a victim, I wonder what that actual definition is. You guys know how I like definitions. Hi guys. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. A person harmed, injured, or killed as a result of a crime, accident, or other event or action. A person who is tricked or duped. A living creature killed as a religious sacrifice. Okay, a victim. A person harmed, injured, or killed as a result of a crime, an accident, or other event or action. Okay, so I want to break this down. Something happens in your life that doesn't go the way you would have wanted it to. Um, It's unfortunate and you were harmed either mentally, emotionally, physically, something happened, right? As a result of something else that was probably outside of your control, okay? A crime, an accident or other event or action. Now, if you were to say, woe is me, I guess this is the way it is you are the victim. However, if your response is a, what do I have control over? And what can I do about this? And how potentially could this have been my fault? Potentially, now I have the ability, I have the power to take action in a way that can change it. I have the ability to take action in a way that will give me a better outcome. Or at least if I take responsibility for it, let's say, let's say something happens that, you know, is, we would think like, this is not in my control. Uh, there's a book that's called Extreme Ownership and it's called Extreme for a reason, but it will talk about the fact that like, oh, if I get in a, if, if somebody rear ends me or if my house burns down in a forest fire, not because I left the stove on and it's clearly my fault and my house caught on fire because of an action I directly took. But if it's something that seems like it would not be my fault, well, could you have been in a different lane? If you were in a different lane, you wouldn't have gotten rear-ended. If you didn't own a house there where the forest fire happened, your house wouldn't have caught on fire. Now, I'm not saying, like, for somebody who has had that happen to them, like a house fire, my heart goes to you. I'm using it simply as an example, not as, like, whatever else you want to call it but that's why it's called extreme ownership. But what happens is if you do take responsibility, if you do take ownership, even if it's like everything in the universe would be like, this is not my fault. This thing happened, whatever to me. If you still choose in that circumstance to take responsibility, what you're doing is you're giving yourself power to take control of the situation. If you're like, it's not my fault, and there's nothing I can do about it, and you know, my life sucks, and bad things always happen to me, you'll continue getting that. So my, my intention and my hope in this is to say, regardless of what happens to you that is outside of your control, know that there is some way where in your mind, if you decide to own the situation, you simply have power to figure out how to make it the best possible outcome rather than just letting whatever happens happens to you out continuing to be outside of your control. Does that make sense? I hope that came across the
1: right way. Let's talk about owning your situation. Okay. So if we think about a situation, situation is an action. Okay. In order for you to own your situation, you have to own your actions that have taken you there or the actions that you avoided in order to get there. Now, in order for you to own your actions, you have to own your choices. The choices that you took in order to get there, the choices that you chose to abstain from that got you there. In order for you to own your choices, you have to own your thoughts the thoughts that made you create that choice and vice versa so owning your situation requires you to own your thoughts now ownership is a difficult thing because it requires three character traits that are difficult that are developed that take intentionality that take awareness takes courage to own whatever situation you're in takes courage. Okay. Because going back to that situation, let's say you still have 50 pounds to go. If you've got 50 pounds to lose, it's not comfortable to be in the situation that you're in. So you got to have the courage to face it. That's why there's so many people who when they get to a point where they have so much weight to lose, they just simply don't care because they don't have the courage. Now you can develop it. They don't believe
0: you know, their, their subconscious in all their history has told them, you're just always going to be fat. And then that, that then we go into like limiting beliefs.
1: Yeah. So the other thing that we have to do is the other character trait is taking responsibility for better or for worse. You know, let's say if you gained all this weight because you were health conscious, but you were just misinformed and the food industry tricked you. So that happens but you still have to take responsibility for the fact that you weren't educated about certain things earlier. Because if there is one person who knows the answer in this world, then you do have access to that education. You just need to put in the effort in order to find that person.
0: But Sarit. What? I tried to Google search and there's so many conflicting things. How do I know what's right? True, true. How do I know what's right? I tried, I tried.
1: True. And sometimes in order to get to the right answer, you might have to go through a path of figuring out the wrong answers first. I truly believe that for a lot of you, you had to go through what you had to go through in order to find us. And the same thing goes for us to you. We had to overcome what we needed to overcome in order to find you guys. Nothing in life happens by accident. We just have to become aware that everything in life happens to us, for us. On purpose and there is a reason and whatever story we make about it good or bad is because of an emotion that we're putting into it it just is like on a universal level the fact of the matter is is that it just is but if we put an emotion to it then we make it be one way or the other when it just is we've
0: we've talked about before like you know owning your decisions Um, when I was like 40, 45 pounds more than what I wanted away, I cannot choose to change until I had owned decisions that I had made that got me to where I was in the first place. I had to own the fact that eating Taco Bell three days a week and ice cream nearly every night got me to where I am. I had to acknowledge and recognize that it's not gonna fly to just sit on my ass and play uh, Nintendo 64 for four hours a day. That's Scott. And fucking eat chips and other things at the same time. I had to have courage to call the gym. Uh, We were talking about this yesterday. I, I I don't know if all you guys understand this. There was a point, like Sarit and I did not wake up the way that we are. In our current day, in our current state, how we look, how we act, what our behaviors are, what our routines are, you know, our level of personal growth and development. We not wake up like that. There was a point in my life where I was terrified to even call the gym to talk about setting up a gym membership. And when I think about it now, it was because of uncertainty and maybe a little bit of embarrassment. I did not know what to expect. I did not know how to use the gym stuff. I did not know how to lose weight. I knew that the pills I tried taking didn't work, but I did not know what kind of exercise I needed to do. I thought I just had to burn 3,500 calories without eating 3,500 calories in order to lose a pound. Like simple math, right? Which is destructive, by the way. But I did not know. I was terrified. I was like, shit, okay, I'm gonna call this gym. by my house. 24-hour fitness." Ryan, what was his last name? Ryan, 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 Ryan Uh, Ryan something. He signed me up and I was like, you know, he did all the membership stuff. All of this is foreign to me. Like, I don't know, packages and things and different clubs and stuff. I'm like, okay. And then I got my membership, I'm like, okay. And I went over to the treadmill and I'm like, how do you turn this fucker on? Oh, there's a big green button. You know, I'm like, I didn't know what any, I didn't know what to expect. Like I'd never used a treadmill before. And so, you know, it was like all of these things take courage, but you don't know what courageous decisions you need to make. If you don't know what has gotten you to where you are. And if you don't consciously acknowledge and analyze yourself first. So um, with your person, like the personal power that you have in any, any country where you, you, you do have the freedom to make your own decisions and choices and, you know, live the life that you want to live. You know, you have to take responsibility that you are where you are because of every decision that you've made. There've been a lot of things that have happened to you that were outside of your control, but every decision you've made within those circumstances has gotten you to where you are. And it needs to be owned before you can move into a better place.
1: Oof. Needs to be owned before you can move to a better place.
0: Because if you don't own it, then you're gonna continue making it you know excuses or saying things just happened to me or I'm just not lucky. You're gonna keep on acting this.
1: the same way, which means you'll get the same outcome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And usually it it creates momentum either way. If you continue making whatever decisions you continue making, usually you end up making more of them so you can go you can end up going downhill really fast or you can end up going uphill and get stronger as you're going uphill so even if you fatigue you can continue going uphill and you just get stronger and better at it or you can get more and more numb to the decisions that you're making so my hope in this my my real hope in this is for Anybody to be able to self-analyze and be like, what decisions am I making? What things do I have control over that I don't think that I have control over? You know, every single decision, if you think about it, when you wake up in the morning, first thing, you have a choice. Hit the snooze or wake the fuck up. Choice number one. Choice number two, do I brush my teeth first? Do I stretch? Do I get some coffee? Do I rub my eyes? Do I get dressed? Do I get undressed? Do I shower? Do I, like, what do I do first? All these are choices. And all of these dictate how your day goes. Do I read? Do I not read? What do I read? Do I eat breakfast? When do I eat breakfast? What do I eat for breakfast? How much of it do I eat? Do I have water? Do I have lemon water? Do I take vitamins? Do I not take vitamins? There are like a gazillion, a gazillion. There's a B energy in that one. A gazillion. Say it with me. Gazillion.
1: Gazillion. It's kind of of like Brazilian. Choices.
0: There's a, there's a gazillion choices that we make every day. How many of those are you aware of? Like, how many of those happen on purpose? What is on purpose?
1: So here's the thing. Everything happens on purpose. The question is, are you aware that it happens on purpose or are you not? Like,
0: are you creating the purpose or are you letting
1: it happen to you? Everything happens on purpose. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to share with you a very deep story, very personal story. And, you know, one segment of the story happened a couple days ago. Now, based on the current circumstance, I could have been devastated and I was feeling defeated for like a hot minute, but because I was aware that whatever was happening was happening on purpose, I decided to let it go and move on with my day.
0: Before you tell your story.
1: I will not tell my story until a couple of weeks from now.
0: Okay. So when, but when you say like everything happens on purpose, whether or not you Mm -hmm. actually believe that having that mentality Mm -hmm. opens your eyes to look for what the purpose could potentially be. Yeah. Okay. So whether or not you believe it, spiritual person, not spiritual person, you believe in God or whoever or whatever. If you have the mentality that everything happens on purpose, okay, show. then you, there's another door that opens for you. If you're like, oh, woe is me. It just happened to me and nothing I can do about it. Ask yourself, really, is there nothing I can do about it? Because when that happens, you shut all the doors. There's no open door for you to go through and you, you get to live your life by default and you get, and, and you're like a, you're like a, seaweed in the ocean and you're just getting tossed around by the waves. You have no control, just a limp, just at the mercy of this powerful ocean. Okay. If you just say, oh, it just happened to me and there's nothing I can do about it. Instead, if you say, what can I do about it? You open another door somewhere. If you take the mentality of this thing happened for me for some reason on purpose then you can begin searching for the open door. You at least have another opportunity now or more than one opportunity. But if you just say, there's nothing I can do about it, all doors have been closed and you are
1: in captivity to yourself. Mm -hmm. Most people live in captivity and don't even realize it. it. My hope with the community that we're building is that like saying ENS army, like it's cool, but what we truly do every single day is to inspire each and every person that we come in contact with to realize that they are in control of any single element of their lives. It starts with body, but what we teach is so much deeper than that. Like if you think about it, most people just don't realize the deep stuff. So they're like, I want to lose weight because you know that when you look in the mirror, like you're unhappy, why are you unhappy? Because you're misaligned, you're misaligned with your choices. Mm -hmm. it's got so much more to do than just food.
0: I think we should write out what it means to be a member of the ENS army.
1: Ooh, yes. We should write. What does it
0: mean? If you are a member of the ENS army, what kind of life
1: do you you make to, to lead your life in a certain way? Yeah. I love that. What
0: kind of life do you lead? What, what like, what will you not tolerate? What will you like? It's not, it has nothing to do with perfection. But, what but mentality. I,
1: yeah. But what I'm trying to say, like, you know, yes, we're now putting ENS army on shirts. Like ENS army is a cool statement, but the question is, is. Do you exude? Yes. What ENS army is all about. That is really my hope. I want to go over the third character trait. Um, okay. With regards to gaining personal power. And that is humility. Now let's talk about this journey of success. I don't even want to call it success. I just want to call it progress because success is a journey of climbing a mountain. It's going to look different for everybody. And success is
0: different to each person. Yeah.
1: So the journey of progress, you need to have humility because in order for you to move to a different spot than when you, than where you are now, you have to let go of something, you know, could be a habit, could be a person, could be a place, could be a food, could be an identity, let that sink in. So many times when I personally worked with people, they started to make moves, but because they weren't humble enough to let go of a current identity that they chose to put on themselves, they ended up going back to zero and that hurts. Because I will tell you this, that as a coach, and this is for anybody, who's on our team would tell you the same thing. The one thing that hurts us most is to see somebody not being able to get out of their own way. Because when you, especially if you're in the inner circle, if you choose to work with us on that deep of a level, we're going to, we're going to go deep with you. Like how do you call it? Skin, like neck to skin or something like that. Look, we're, we're going to go so deep with you, but if you're not willing, to let go of something that you're letting it define as your identity, then I will tell you this, nobody can help you because you don't want, you are not willing to let go of this thing that's keeping you in this very, very moment. I think we need to
0: change some words around What? because you said humble. And initially I would agree with that, but I want to talk about the word humble for a second, because if you look at the word humble and you look at the word confident, they do not agree with one another. So if I had to choose, I don't want to be humble. Let me explain myself. Okay. Humble is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's importance. No, I don't
1: like that. Okay. Look up humility. Look up humility.
0: Do you, I, I looked up humility first. The same, a modest or low view of one's importance. I don't want to have a modest or low view of my importance. So if that's humble, I don't want to be humble. I think what you're looking for is egotistical or self-centered because if your ego, your ego is the thing that will get in the way. your ego is the thing that could most potentially hold you back from overcoming something because you feel the need to be fucking right.
1: Yes. We
0: don't need to be right. We need to be better.
1: You care more about looking a certain way for yourself than actually getting the help that your higher self des- deserves. Maybe your current you does not deserve it because if you're not willing to let go of one thing, then you're, you're not deserving of this one thing. And I've seen that so many times where people, because they were so stuck in their own ego, they weren't actually able to take it to the next level. Simply because when they knew that they were at a point where they they needed help in order to get through to that next point, they chose chose to avoid instead of leaning in. And when you're being humble and you're like, you know what? I need the help. Let me just lay it all out. Let's feel it all out. Let's dig so deep. Boy, if you do that, man, you're going to take it to the next level. But when you're facing that, it's difficult. And it can also be unknown. Why? Because if you've been led by your ego your whole life, and if you use your ego to protect you, then guess what? It may not be natural. But I've seen that happen so many times. And it's so frustrating. Because I know that if you work with me, or if you work with anybody on my team, we're going to fight for your success, too. There's no excuses. But if you keep on going back to the same square over and over again, then guess why that's happening? It's because you can't let go of your ego. So you're not gonna take it to the next level. And then what ends up happening? You quit. You also need humility in order to stay in the game when shit gets difficult.
0: I don't like the word humility. I don't, I don't like,
1: like it. that word either, but give me another word. Can somebody No 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 no? Look at
0: if your ego is controlling everything that you do, you're very closed-minded. You're like, I'd rather be right. I have to be right. Everything needs to go my way. It's very self-centered. It's not considerate. It's just, it's all you, everything to you, and there's no wavering. Nobody can teach me. I already know everything. Humble is like on the complete opposite spectrum where it's like, I I'm not gonna admit that I'm good at something. You, if you don't admit that you're good at something, if you don't tell somebody you're good at something, you can't help anybody with the thing that you're good at. If you have a special skill or a power or a thing that you really excel at, but you're like, oh, I'm just gonna be humble about it and not tell anybody. You're hiding your gift. You're hiding it. I didn't even like ever read the definition of humble until now, but I don't agree with it. I think confident is a much better word because confidence is not arrogance. Confidence is I know what I'm good at and I'm okay to talk about it, but I also know there's shit I'm not good at and I'm aware of that. So it's my ego is not in the way of me becoming better but I'm still going to be confident in what I'm good at knowing
1: I could get even better.
0: So I wonder about the word humble because I it's, love it's like
1: the, 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 thesaurus.
0: For another word for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love riled up Aaron. Yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, I, I'm good at moving my body. I'm, I'm really athletic.
1: Yes, you are.
0: Is anybody mad that I said that? Or does anybody think I'm like conceited or self-centered because just, I said that?
1: Just go to the UTC leaderboard. It's okay.
0: I'm, I'm really athletic. That's something I'm really good at. I'm really good at talking to a lot of people. I love talking. That's something I'm good at. But I don't think anybody gets mad or thinks I'm egotistical or arrogant or self-centered because I will say what I'm good at. There's a difference between that and being like, you can't teach me anything. I know everything. I'm you know, I already know that. I already know that. I don't need to do that. Whatever. Right. If you're not confident and if you're so humble to the point where like you're not talking about anything that you're good at, it actually lowers your self-esteem. Like Hmm. you're actually taking away from your power by holding back or hiding or covering up what you're good at. Everybody's great at something. Everybody's great at something. And I, I believe that everybody is great at something that is positively impactful to other people. Just it. And do you know you're great at it and are you willing to admit that you're great at it? Because at first, you know, it might feel like, oh, a being. but if you don't tell somebody what you're, you can't use your power because you're too humble.
1: I, yeah, I got to tell you, I don't like any of the words in them. Right. What do they say?
0: Yeah. What are all the thesaurus words? No, the I words? ended up
1: looking for another word and it's not. But what word. are they? What are the other like, like awesome. Shyness. Shyness. Does that, like, it's inaccurate. It's inaccurate.
0: But. I believe we've misused, misused the word humble.
1: Yep. I'm going to call myself out on that too.
0: I think, I think everybody's misused the word humble. Because I don't think that people mean humble when they say humble. Yeah. Like, kind. don't talk no. about, don't talk about that you're good at. Be humble. Don't be proud of anything you've Be humble. Like, you. Yeah. If I'm in the Olympics and I want to medal, I'm going to be like, I want to go medal. That's amazing. How many people do that? I don't have to like rub it in somebody's face nah, 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 and be an asshole about it. But I think the difference is am I being an asshole about what I'm good at and what I've achieved? I'm just simply happy that that's
1: okay. what is your superpower?
0: Being cute.
1: My superpower is to be very really cute. And I wanted to show you my. Power today, so <laughs> here it is. Wow, everybody! And I hope the pre you got my big brother's shirt over there. I love to boogie, I love to boogie. I think that's it for today. That was great. I hope that you found value from today's conversation. And if you did, then please, you already know the yo. E N S representative. Just go ahead and share it with somebody who will find this useful and hopefully it will them to add more power. The day.
0: Your power, own it, know that you've made decisions that went to where you wanted to be. That's okay. Every single person in the entire world, no exception, has made those decisions. Because we have to make those decisions to learn what different ones we should be making to get us to a different destination. So, hey, doesn't make you a terrible person. It just means that go it if you want to move forward from it. Mm-hmm. So
1: thank you for today's conversation. I had fun. I had fun too. And we hope you, you guys fun. did as well. And if, if then you know how to show it. Just share it. Share it. Share it. You guys will see you tomorrow on Q and A. Thanks, Danny, for dropping the form. Go ahead and ask all your questions and we'll answer all of them. You guys, we will see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff.
0: And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Suri.